and welcome to just talking it's january 9th we're going to be talking about a dog bed some yoga deserted island stories happy headlines indulgences and what is on katie's face let's talk about it. anything and everything let's discuss this calmly and rationally come on in here let's talk about it wait 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 let's discuss this hello we're back regular Wednesday episode out of Caitlin and I. We're sitting in my office. Katie is a sight to see right now. She's got um, slippers on her feet. She's got bruises on her knee and hip, which make me very upset. She's got white gloves on. I don't know what those are for. Maybe she'll tell us. She's got a green mud on her face. That's a face mask. And she also said she had a mask in her hair, which I don't understand what the hell that means. So, Katie, you have a microphone in your hand. What is going on? What are you doing right now? <laughs> um, I'm having my monthly spa day for myself. used to be a weekly thing, but now uh, schedules have changed, so it's been a little bit harder. So today I'm going all out, balls to the wall, spa day for myself. Um, I have a hair mask in, which came with a kit your your aunt gave me for uh, Christmas. It was her gift to me. It was this like curly hair kit of all these products that I wanted and like. So I'm doing the hair mask. Um, you have to what wash your hair. What does hair mask mean? It's like the same thing as a hair a face mask. You just like you put it in your hair. A and you mask let it sit. for your hair you would let it be sit. a wig. No, 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 not that kind of mask. Like a cream mask. That's not something I know. Well, now you do. There's another. It's it's not M A S K. It's M A S Q U E. What the yeah. word? I think that I would understand I'm just that kidding. you're it's saying not. is treatment. You have treatment. Uh, okay, sure. But you wouldn't call it a face treatment. You wouldn't call it what I have on my hands a hand treatment, would you? No, I would call what you have on your hands a hand treatment. I don't know what those are. Get to those. They're, they're white they're gloves. White plastic gloves, and, and on the inside, there's some kind of like serum. It's a hand mask because my hands get really, really dry in the winter and they crack a lot, which is really obnoxious. And I work in an industry where you have to wash your hands quite a bit or you always have stuff on your hands, like chemicals and food, and it's just gross. So I decided to do this. I added this to my spa day, which I don't usually do. I've also put vitamin E oil on my like cracks in my hands and on my lips and in my face mask to help with the dryness. I'm wearing a, uh, a, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like this powder. It's, You're wearing powder? The mask is powder. You have to add like a liquid to it. Mm. Anyways, yeah, I'm going all out. Very interesting. I'm feeling very relaxed. I'm feeling like, you know, treat yourself. So just this imagine. A treat yourself day. A girl with bruised up legs, white gloves on her hands, and green stuff all over her face whenever you hear Katie's voice today. In about 10 minutes, it's going to be really hard for me to move my mouth. So you, I might be talking kind of weird. <laughs> the bruises. The bruises are pretty gnarly. I think I might have an iron deficiency. Uh, those um, are some serious bruises. Like, I'd have to get hit with a baseball going 80 miles per hour to get that bruise. And you walked into a table. I haven't been wearing my glasses in a while. That can't be it. You're well, not that blind. No, I'm not that blind. I just don't have great depth perception. So I don't realize how close I am to things. Also, I've got wide hips. So I'm really prone to like knocking, hip checking things. Um, so I've been walking into tables that are just out of my line of sight, line of vision. 
and uh, producing some pretty gnarly bruises on my hips. And yeah. And then one of my knees from walking Georgie. Yeah, that's my grandma's dog. She pulled you. She pulled me and I slipped on sand on the boardwalk. You were so mean at dinner. She was over for dinner as well as Jimmy's parents and brother. We were having a family dinner and Jimmy goes, show them your bruise on your knee. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this in front of Babs because Babs already feels bad enough. She feels like. No, because the conversation was going towards now they're saying that Georgie didn't pull grandma. And I don't want Georgie to get exonerated because she did pull my grandma and she did pull you and she's pulling everyone that I love and making them hurt themselves and it's upsetting me. Yeah. So they were trying to exonerate Georgie and I said, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, we have have more evidence. Well, you can say that in front to your parents, but don't say it in front of Babs. Babs doesn't need to know. She knows anyway. I just don't, I don't want her to feel like, I don't know. I just don't want her to feel bad about anything ever in her life. Well, speaking of dogs, we have a new dog bed for Zimmer, who's my family dog. And he's like two years past the year he was supposed to die. He's an old man. Don't say that. So like Jake said on radio today, old dogs don't learn new tricks. So we didn't know if he would take to his dog bed. He sure learned a new trick. He really likes it because we were sick of his... uh, he stinks smelly up. ass getting on the couch He's, with us. Yeah, he stinks up like every fabric that he puts his body on. Like our couch smells pretty gnarly now. He was just walking around with a poop hanging out his butt this morning. I thought he was like pooping and he didn't know. No, it was like, it wasn't a little poop. It was like, it was like the Fall. size of a jalapeno. A oh, small wow. like chili pepper. Ew. And it was just dangling there. So I thought he was Ew. pooping. So I sprinted and grabbed some like paper towels to like catch it. Yeah. Like, you know, but it, then I came and I, it never dropped. So then I had to like, kind of like grab it. Yeah, that's gross. And it was kind of hard. So I was like, how long has this been here? Could have just cut that one right off. Nasty. It is nasty. You old man. He's right here. He can hear us. Old man. He's sleeping. He really likes his bed. There's trouble getting into it because he does too many spins. He can't get the angles right. It might be a little small for him. I don't know. It no, kind I think of, once he's body, in it, perfect. I think it's perfect. Yeah. 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 Anything else you got going on? You're also doing a lot of yoga. We're talking about self-care. Yes. I don't make New Year's resolutions. Uh, I vowed to myself. You already that, told us that last oh, time. Oh, I did? Okay. Anyways. But so I started that. And I, so I probably told, talked about this last time, last week too. Um, I started the 30-day like video se- uh, series for yoga. By it's yoga by Adrian. She's really goofy. Um, I really like her. The literally the yesterday's video, she did something super goofy, and I kind of like laughed to myself. I was like, "Oh, Adrian." <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's what she would want to hear. Exactly. I've thought about commenting or like messaging her on some social media and being like, "Just so you know, <laughs> you make me laugh." Um, yeah, I'm on day eight. I had to skip today because my back is in pain. So I skipped my jog and my yoga today. I'll try and stretch a little bit, but I think I'm going to have a little rest day today because I know I know my body pretty well. I know if I push it, I've already, it's been hurting for the last two days. So I know like by the third day, if I were to keep going and push myself that much further, then I would have to go to the chiropractor and I don't have one here. So yeah. don't want to risk it. Don't want to risk it. All right. Anything else before we go into our main episode? Uh, didn't something, did something happen recently? Jimmy made some really good cookies. Um, wow. 
They're pretty good. They're okay. Wow. I really don't like the peanuts. He put peanuts, Holy crushed shit. peanuts in Holy shit. You just said they were really good? I as ate, we were making a lot of them, as That's we all. were as we were making them, she was so doubtful of my recipe that the night of you said you 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 said I want cookies, so I said okay, I'll make you cookies, and I made a recipe. Then you so they were for you. You doubted the recipe so much the first night you went to sleep instead of eating them, and now here you are sitting saying they were good. Yesterday's were really good. Yeah, not the day before. They were the same exact. No, dough. they weren't. Same exact dough. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. They're good. they're good. I'm glad you enjoyed them. I put a little extra salt because I like a little extra salt in the cookies. Yeah. What, the first batch when we were eating the dough. Same batch. There's only one batch. No, but I'm saying but like the first time you made the first when we first made the dough and we hadn't quite you you tweaked it after that. I took a bite of the dough when we were in like the no, beginning no, that stages. Was the fi- no, that was the final no, stage. No, it wasn't. I promise you it wasn't because you mixed it again after that. Anyways, I got a bite that was literally just a clump of salt. Yeah. And I put some, I put like 12, I had 12 extra peanuts in my peanut jar. So I was like, all right, I'll just crush these and put them in because it's 12. And uh, she didn't like that either. But you can't even taste them really. No, Slight but, hint of peanuts. But they, they ended up coming out really good. Well, thank you, Caitlin. Thank That's you very for nice making cookies. You to say that. All right, let's go to our main topic of today. No news stories, just one main topic, because I read this article and I thought it was interesting, then I thought it was interesting in general, and it's deserted island. So there's the classic deserted island, like what's the one thing you would take to a deserted island, right? And we can do some questions like that. Let's open up with one question like that. And then I have some stories that are actually really interesting, okay? So... Katie, what's your one item you would take on a desert island that isn't a book or that isn't a like boat or phone? It isn't something that you could help save you. Blankie. Just your blankie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. That was easy. I would take my blankie. It's like the one possession I carry and bring with me everywhere I go since I was a child. (laughs) I got to take a knife. If it's not something that can help me live, get off the island, like because oh, people it's always something do that, that you can find useful, but just won't help you get off the island. Yeah, it can be useful, but because oh. people always like this to just say like I can take. opener. How many cans are you gonna find in the island? You never know. There's what trash, if you don't come across trash washing up on the ocean from the ocean all the time? I was watching Castaway, and he's trying to get those uh, coconuts open, and it takes can him opener would have been fucking useful for that one, Niv. For a coconut? Yeah, you use the thing, you puncture it. And you just that sounds like a knife, which is what No, I, I would use like an old school can opener, like one of the ones that are just a triangle, like a point, and then it's got like a little divot in it. Oh, okay. Wow. Don't think about those anymore. It's like a yeah. hitchhiker's can opener. Yeah. Okay. All or right. a bum, a bum oh. can opener. <laughs> so I read about this, this interesting thing that happened on the Auckland Islands, which are uh, off of New Zealand. Okay. I knew that. You knew that? I did. Nice. That's cool. So two <laughs> ships were wrecked on the it's island at ships. the same time with their crews, but they never knew, they never found each other. They were on e- either ends How of the island. How big are the islands? Big enough that they never found each other, right? Wow. One ship was the Invercald, and the other ship was the Grafton. Okay. Terrible names for ships, but okay. Yeah, I don't know where they originated from. The 
Invercald was under command of Captain George Dalgarmo and was bound from Melbourne to Callow, okay? Mm-hmm. The Invercald had 25-man crew and almost none of them made it. Three survived. That's not enough. Three out of 25. The Grafton had a, um, I want to say six-man crew and, oh, they had a five-man crew or four. It's five or four and all of them survived. So it's interesting to see why this crew of 25, they all died, and why this crew of five all survived. Same exact island, same exact time. Awesome case study, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a sociologist or someone that studies human traits and surviving skills, and it's like this is a perfect case study. Or uh, natural selection. Yeah. So the uh, Invercald struck the islands at 2 a.m. on May 11th, Broke up and was totally destroyed. The boat broke up. The crew all struggled towards a small cove nearby, and 19 of the 25 crew managed to get ashore. Crew members, Middleton and Wilson, and four others drowned. So 19 even made it to shore. Um, The rest were hurt in some way and had no shoes. The survivors spent the night on shore and then at daybreak investigated the scene of the wreck and came away with only some few pounds of ships, biscuits, salted pork. They found the bodies of the drowned crew and stripped them of their clothing but were unable to bury them. That's sad. Uh, So there's 19 on the island. The rest have died. They had enough timber to build a rough hut and as one of the crew had mat, they had uh, one of them had matches, so they built a fire. So they started out pretty solid. There's 19 of them. They got wood. They got matches. They can build a fire. After four days of inactivity, there were no remaining provisions, and three men climbed the cliffs in search of food. The climb was very difficult, as the cliffs were at least 2,000 feet high and rocky. Eventually, the entire group of survivors, save one ill man and a caretaker, climbed the cliffs. So now 17 are up on the cliffs. Um, The original three had caught a pig, which they brought back to the group. The smell of the roasting pig called to the caretaker who left the gravely ill man to die alone on the beach. So he was supposed to take care of him, but he starts smelling that pig. He's like, oh, man, I got a pig up on those cliffs. See that. So he deserted him. So then one more guy dies. The little guy dies because no one's taking care of him anymore. Poor old guy. Uh, Atop of the cliffs, they found fresh water and some roots. So, like, things are going good. They got a huge crew. They got matches. They got fresh water. They got roots. They got a pig they killed. Um, they, then they started to travel. They lost men to cold and hunger. They arrived on the other side of the island and set up shelter for 21 days, had nothing to eat or drink except roots and water. Seven men decided to return to the wreck, and the group saw nothing more of them. So seven of them decided, hey, we're going to go back there and try to get wood or something. I don't know. Maybe that's what they'll be looking for us, I guess. Anyway. Um... Then Andrew Smith and four others left the remaining five of the crew to search for the beach through the thick bush. They were able able to get to the beach and harvest shellfish and sent a man back to fetch the others only to find that the other two had died. So they just keep leaving each other and then the people that get left behind die or disappear forever, right? So then it's down to a whittled group of five after a couple weeks and they explore and they reached Port Ross where they found the traces of an abandoned settlement and huts one man again went back for the others by this time the group was getting very weak and lost a further two men leaving things so now they're down to three eventually they get saved 
after four months after three or four months of supply and shellfish was exhausted and seals were rarely seen or captured the group now down to three surviving members constructed a canoe from seal skins and tea branches and waited for the fine weather to cross the rose island why didn't they just make the canoe earlier i guess they had too many people here they found rabbits and they also built a side cabin and thatched roof um and then on may 1865 a ship entered the harbor and found them, and they were taken aboard the Julian and safely transported to Kayla. Okay? So that was pretty bad tactics. They just kept moving around. They kept separating. There was some cannibalism that didn't get mentioned there. They ate a dead guy. Oh. So that was, like, the worst case. Kind Imagine, of. like, I feel like when you have to resort to cannibalism, like, you're in that scenario where it's just, you, you got to do what you got to do. You're already in the mindset that there's no way you're surviving this. But then imagine having eaten a dead human and then reaching the end of this trip and you actually do survive and you go on to live a normal life. I feel like I'd be really upset with myself that I didn't just hold out another day without eating that human body. Yeah, that makes sense. Like when, when you get to the point that, I mean, your true desperate desperation right and is it like it's weird because you're trying your best to survive so you're going to depths you would never ever 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 want to go to survive but they're in a deserted island like how i feel like cannibalism should really only be the last resort if you're in a desert or somewhere where there's no natural there's no resources for you if you're on an island you can go fishing you can go hunt for some some kind of animals. I mean, how did it resort to cannibalism? They f- they had a freaking pig. Where did yeah. they get the pig from? It's wild. They killed it. So then why couldn't they do that again? I think, I don't think there was a lot of them. I don't know. Wild boars just running around? I don't know. I don't know. Seems like, right. it seems like they wanted they wanted to try human flesh, and this was their one chance. It was just one dude. So at least one man from the Invercald resorted to cannibalism. One of the only three survivors reported that two men, Fred and Harvey, got into an altercation late one night. Harvey admitted to throwing Fritz out of their primitive stick shelter because he was being a nuisance. Fritz hit the ground face first and was found dead in that position the next morning. Several days later, Holding discovered Harvey had been eating some of Fritz. So he killed him, then ate him. Oh, my God. That's messed up. Oh, but he survived. Wait, the guy who got hit his head? No, no, the guy who the guy who saw it survived oh. and said it that it's burned into his memory. Oh. Crazy. <laughs> okay, now the Grafton is the interesting story. So the Grafton happened uh, four months earlier. Okay? Mm-hmm. So but there was only a couple of them. Um they were shipwrecked for eighteen months, so a year and a half in the Auckland Islands. There was five men. They lived in a thatched hut complete with glass windows, bookshelves. They built a forge to work metal. They tanned leather. leather. They made soap from seashells, seashells, and they even brewed beer, and they all survived. How in the hell? What? Same island, same time and place, same years in like society and culture. What were the other guys doing wrong? They were just... They were just not ambitious or there's too many not of them. working together. Maybe that's what it is. Like any resources they found, they had to divide amongst 17 and that we know whatever the numbers were. Whereas the other group, they only had five of them that they had to share rations between. 
and also I think too many longer. cooks a situation like with yeah. five guys you can be like all right I'm I... this is what I'm in charge of yeah this is what I'm gonna do and with yeah. 25 guys or 19 guys it's so it's what the much. lesson here is if you ever have to join a ship crew join the one that has the smaller numbers <laughs> of men <laughs> all right so here's some facts from the Wikipedia about the Grafton shipwreck um both vessels had survivors on the Auckland Islands at the same time, but at different ends of the main island. The two groups of survivors were unaware of each other's existence. Um, do, 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 do. The differences in the two castaways group survival rates are many and varied, with leadership being a prominent issue. The Grafton group, led by Captain Thomas Musgrave, were better resourced and much better organized. They retrieved larger stocks of food, a dinghy, with which to travel around the coast, a gun to shoot birds, and also had a wreck from which to salvage useful material. Because when their ship wrecked in the dark, rather than immediately abandoning the ship and trying to swim to shore, which the other ones did, they bravely waited till morning when one sailor swam to shore carrying a rope. Consequently, they were able to not say consequently they were able to save not only their critically ill shipmate Francis Raynal, but a limited assortment of supplies. The compassion they showed to Raynal in the beginning typif- typified their treatment of each other for the rest of the six hundred day ordeal. Wow. So when their ship wrecked, they they didn't abandon ship because they knew they wanted the ship. So they didn't want to leave their supplies. Yeah. Now the the shipwrecks could have been different. The other one could have been like it said it was like drastic. destroyed. Yeah. But that was smart of them. And from day one, they're like, no, we're not going to leave you behind. So then that, that mindset stuck the whole time, which is pretty cool. Wow. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast, when the in, in, Invercald wrecked, after nearly three hours of distress, there was no preparation, no call to abandon ship. The ship's three small boats weren't launched. The captain and officers were shouting impossible and contradictory orders, and a sick young... Crewman was left on board to drown. The Invercald arrived with nothing more than the clothes on their back and two damp boxes of matches, which happened to be in someone's pockets. After lighting a fire, they accidentally set the fire to both boxes while trying to dry the matches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they tried to dry the matches with a fire. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, that's so stupid. The Grafton, which was the good one, wrecked at the end of the island with more seals. Um, so that's good. But the other one did stumble across a settlement. Their their utilization of opportunity, their planning, their ingenuity, and their dedication to survival of the entire group helped them out. That's cool. So what happened with the Grafton, though, is when they finally got... Um, when they finally got found, right? Hold on. They needed tools, so they built a forge, a bellows, a charcoal pit for fuel, and proceeded to manufacture over a dozen tools and 700 nails. That's wait, crazy. That's that like was, that YouTube channel, Primitive Technology. They built, wait, oh, because they had the fort. They had the. They built a forge so they could yeah. make metal and they built nails. Yeah, good for them. That's incredible. I would never be able to do any of that i don't even think i would have the like i even if i had the capability and or some kind of training and knowledge and of doing that i think my mind would be elsewhere in that that situation i think i would immediately go to like panic mode and just run around in circles until i got tired so when they finally built a boat 
and they were going to go to the other islands to try and get help, they found out that all five of them, the boat couldn't hold them. So two had to stay behind and the other three went. Those two staying behind had to wonder like, are they going to come back for us? Are they going to remember where we are? And they did. They, they went across, they got rescued and then they went back and got the other two. Oh, good. Oh, isn't that crazy though? That is. Wow. I would love to see a movie about that, about both of them. Yeah, it's like I said, it's an awesome case study of just like human survival. Oh, Zimmer just yawned. Oh, uh, you got bad breath. It's bad breath. the worst. All right, so that we talked about that longer than I than I thought, but I thought this the most recent uh, abandoned island story is Philip Ashton, and it's from two thousand and two in Honduras. So a quick recap is uh, he was captured by pirates. Wait. What? It says in 2002, but then the opening sentence says after being captured by pirates in 1722. Hmm. So that's, that doesn't, that doesn't Hmm. add up. No, it does not. Okay. It's 1722. So it's not the most recent, but he was captured by pirates. He escaped their clutches and hid in the jungle of Honduras until they gave up looking for him. He had escaped with nothing but clothes on his back, and so for a time he ate only fruit. As chance would have it, he happened across another castaway. They were great friends for three days until the unnamed man went out for food and never came back. He did, however, leave behind a great stash of gunpowder, knives, and tobacco, which allowed Ashton to start killing tortoises and cooking them, and then he was finally rescued by ship from New England. Wow. I wonder what tortoise tastes like. Yeah, it's not ever in restaurants, right? No. I think I I'm like so should... dumb that if I was stuck on a desert island and I saw a tur- tortoise, I'd be like, that's not food. Well, yeah. Never seen a tortoise on the menu, so yeah. I probably can't kill Where's and eat that. Where's the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. There's a lot of castaway stories. Yeah, I think, I think that'd probably be one of my bigger fears. Being stuck I, on I, an island? Just, just a shipwreck and then having to survive on my own on a deserted island. Nice. Well, I'm going to tell one more cool but interesting. Is it deserted island or desert island? Dessert island. Dessert island. It's just a lot of food. A lot of food, a lot of ice cream and cakes. I'm going to tell one more before we get into happy headlines because it's a real good segue into happy headlines. Juana Maria, better known to the history as the lone woman of San Nicolas Island, was a Native American belonging to the Nicolina tribe. After Russian otter killers invaded, they should say like Russian otter hunters or something, invaded San no, Nicolas let's Island. Them, let's call them what they are. They're killers. Okay. Well, the Russian. They should be called Russian otter murderers. Yeah. The Russian otter murderers came to the island to get the otters. And then they ended up just killing all the tribes people or um, catching them and sending them back to live in California as slaves in a mission with them. Because that's what people did yeah to native americans they were pretty rude to those people it was bad times they captured everyone except the lone woman of san nicholas island who uh we know as juana maria 
18 years later in 1853, a sea otter hunter named George Nadever found her living in a hut made of whale bones and surviving on dried seal blubber. She was taken to Santa Barbara Mission and reportedly was fascinated by everything surrounded her. Eventually, Nadever brought her home to live with him and his wife, but just seven weeks later, she contracted dysentery and died. The name Juana Maria was given to her by missions. Her native name is unknown. She's better off on the island by yeah. herself. Yeah. That's sad. That is sad. That's really depressing. I mean, I feel like that's pretty much pretty much. That's all. why I said it would be a great entrance into happy headlines, because it's so depressing. And here we go. Katie's happy headlines. First, we have New York City bans foam containers, coffee cups, and more in landmark legislation. I like that. That's a good one. Probably one of my favorite ones so far. Uh, although I still use a lot of plastic and foam and coffee cups, foam containers and coffee cups, I feel guilty every when time I do. When do you use foam cups? At work, they have foam cups. I use them to make my coffee and hide it. 11-year-old boy pulls a drowning 34-year-old... Wait, 11-year-old boy pulls a drowning 34-year-old man from the bottom of a pool and saves his life. That 34... <laughs> that 34-year-old must be really embarrassed. Maybe they hit their head. Maybe a bird oh, maybe. maybe a bird clawed their eyes. They were blind. They walked into a pool without see, even seeing it. Yeah, likely. Then didn't know how to swim blinded because it's the first time it ever was in a pool blind. So the, thank God for the boy. Yeah, thank God for the 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. Austrian women... Austrian women celebrate country's first same-sex marriage. I bet some men celebrated it as well. Don't act like no men were celebrating. There's men that are pro-same-sex marriage. Yeah. Why? Well, maybe the men weren't happy about it. No. No. I bet there were some Austrian men that were like, "Yeah, I'm." I'm Maybe it was same-sex marriage of two women. I think it it was was. all women at the wedding. I think some men in Austria were still like, "Nice, this is good." Good job. Yeah. Okay. Muslim youth group cleans up national parks amid government shutdown. Nice. Yeah, nice. I respect that. That's awesome. Thank you. Lauren Underwood becomes the youngest black woman to serve in Congress. Woo! That's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah, those are all pretty just genuinely good things. Yeah, those are genuinely good, happy headlines. I'm, they make me happy. Um, is that it? No, there's more. Oh. More than one million Floridians with felony con- uh, convictions get back their right to vote today. I didn't know that that was happening, but okay, cool. Cool? Yeah, cool. Delaware boy who defied mom to stay up and watch Netflix saves... Wait, 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 wait. Delaware boy who defied mom to stay up and watch Netflix saves her from late night fire. Wow. Wow, I bet that mom will never tell her son he can't stay up late and watch Netflix again. Big conspiracy theorist on this one. Netflix was listening in via their device, heard the argument... Heard that he was staying up to watch Netflix. Called in a fire just to prove that staying up and watching Netflix is well worth it. Get some good PR. Called Netf- in a fire even though there wasn't a fire? There was a fire. How? But how would... Netflix called in their person on the ground said, light this house on fire. Oh, they've got a person Yeah. doing... They've got a, a private arsonist. Yeah. Is that the word? Arson? Yeah. Private arsonist. private arsonist. So they were listening and they heard this conversation with the mom and the boy. Like, yeah, and they were like, this is, is great for PR. 
because this boy stayed up and watched Netflix, he saved his mom's life, a.k.a. Netflix saved his mom's life, a.k.a. staying up and watching Netflix is a fantastic thing. Yeah, I see it. I get so it. So the Netflix called in the fire to yeah, set this sure. story in motion. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. How an Alberta woman changed her life to save her sister. I'm... Wish we knew. Wish we knew. Headlines only, though. Good for that Alberta woman. How oh, she changed her life to save her sister. She probably donated, like, an organ or something would be my guess. Yeah. That was weird. Zim got out of his bed and went to the floor. Maybe he got warm. He needs the coldness now. I guess. Yeah, maybe. A uh, man leaves thousands of handwritten encouragement letters across his Oregon town. I like that. Nice. How does he have that much time to handwrite thousands? I don't know. His hand must have cramped up like a bitch, though. I mean, how long do you think it took him to do all that? A long time, right? Maybe he's been doing it for over the course of years. And How many how many days until you hit 1,000? Four years? 362. So let's just say it's 400, 400, 800, two and a half years. Probably so like three years. So maybe he's been doing this for three years. One a day for three years. Hope it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, China's ice boy, the poor eight-year-old who became famous for turning up at school with icicles in his hair, now has a new home 10 minutes from school and is thriving in class. Nice. Wow, that's really The nickname uh, China's ice boy boy is fucking cool. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? That's That's it. That's all of Katie's happy headlines. Nice. And next up, we have indulgences. Before you disperse, I would beg your indulgence for a moment. Indulgences. This is the first time like we've done a week-to-week episode, you know? And uh, it's coming off it's coming off a big sports weekend and a big sports Monday, and it's coming off. <gasps> I did these wrong. She's talking about her gloves. There's like a slip inside of the glove that I was supposed to put my hand into. Well, then you can, you didn't ruin them. That you can still do it then. But I've been, my hand has been in here for so long now. Oh, she ruined her gloves. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I haven't been watching a lot of shows or movies because sports have been good, and I've been working a lot to try and counteract the lack of work during the holidays. So I don't have much. We watched the movie Tombstone together because I sh- I was playing the I'm your Huckleberry clip last episode. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. You liked Tombstone. We both liked it. I really it. liked Tombstone. I, I didn't like the romance. Like, I didn't like... Um, no. Er, yeah. What's his name? Earl? Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Why did I say Earl? I didn't like his love interest in the movie. I didn't think she was a very good actress. And I thought that whole story was the whole story just was kind of it's true the life though he spent the last 40 years i know it's true but it's just like they could have done it better i really like the action though in the in the you know cowboy rivalry thing anyways i've come to learn that i really like western stories i like the wild west i like the stories that you tell me about the wild west and i quite enjoy western movies although i haven't seen any old westerns mostly I tell her stories from like the 1990s book. 1990s and, and newer. Dodge City, Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterin, Wickedest Town in the American West by Tom Clavin. Tom Clavin. Cliff Clavin. Cliff Clavin. That's Cheers. We're still watching Nami. Cheers. We're still watching Cheers. Uh, anything else? Oh, I haven't had a podcast. Every day I open up my phone and I try to see what podcast came out and I haven't had any been released. No, no one's up... 
mine mine too i'm still waiting on the next season of um this podcast will kill you yeah i don't understand no one's doing everyone take it's it the new year everyone's like taking a little break john boy media network didn't take a break yeah i know i had to suffer through that we don't take breaks here i did take a two-week break from last from the past though <laughs> <laughs> which is back now season three if you want to find out what season three of last from the past is go check it out it's <laughs> if you didn't catch that, he said that. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. <laughs> so go check out the uh Last in the Past to to find out what it's season three is. I about. finished my book. How was it? Not as good as the last book you read, but okay. It was good. I, it was a cute romance, it was a cute story. Um I would watch it if it were a movie for sure. Uh yeah. I've got my next book coming, I think. What are you doing next? Uh, it's called The Tuscan Child, I think. And it's about, uh, it's a World War II love story family mystery book. World War II love story family mystery book. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like part of it is in the, is in, part of it's about a World War II soldier stationed in Tuscany and his love affair. And then part of it is in the perspective of his daughter and her uncovering the mysteries of her father's past. Cool. I think. She thinks. All right. I could be that, totally uh, wrong. We're at 37 minutes, coming up on 40 minutes. That's about the average length for these podcasts. Let's play the song, which uh, we just both found out about. It's called Freaking Out on the Interstate by Briston Maroney. Wait, that wasn't the song. It definitely was because I added it to this as soon as we listened to it, knowing that I was going to pull it up here. That's the name of the song? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Freaking Out on the Interstate by Briston Maroney, who I don't know anything about Briston Maroney. We just heard this on Katie's Discover Weekly driving around town last night and said, hey, let's do the outro of this. So I haven't even listened to this song twice. Sometimes I listen to it a second time. I'm like, I didn't like that that much. And we did like a lot of those Boy Genius songs, so maybe we should have done one of those. But we're locked we in. Can do, we can do Boy Genius next week. We're locked this in. This is our second week in a row. I think that might be a record. No, we did. We have had good stretches like this. We'll have another good stretch. Okay. We're going to put it on, the, on my whiteboard. How many Just Talking weeks in a row did we do? That's, and we're going to up it every time. Right now we have two tallies. I could put it on my calendar. There you go. Make Boom. a symbol for it. All right. Briston Maroney, Freaking Out on the Interstate, a new song that uh, we liked the first time we heard. And I'm not positive we're going to like it a second, but I think uh, we will. And this was Just Talking. Thank you very much for listening. Try your hardest. Do your best. Katie? Listen to your body always. And drink a lot of water. But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest. Do your best. 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 Freaking out on the interstate Rolling down the windows, baby I can't hear a thing you say I'm walking back to my favorite place And I can feel them staring at me, baby Do you think I'm doing something wrong? You got a lot of-
Sorry, I, I haven't been myself. 